Parenting Today is a podcast produced by Reformed Youth Ministries. Whether you feel competent or confused in parenting, this podcast seeks to apply God's truth to the culture of today. For more information on this ministry, visit rym.org. Hey everyone, welcome to Parenting Today. I am John Parrott and my co-host is Kurt Cooper. Kurt, how's it going? Hey guys, I'm good. Good. Uh, So today we are going to be talking about YouTube. Uh, We know that many people are aware of YouTube, have heard about it, um, have used it, have viewed videos on it. Uh, but we want to talk a little bit more about that. Uh, so basically just kind of in reminding our, our listeners that we're going to be talking about YouTube in a creation, fall, redemption um, framework. So today we're going to be looking at uh, the creation and fall uh, aspects of YouTube. So kind of highlighting the good and the bad. And then on Thursday we will uh, talk about some ways in which we can redeem this and Uh, all that good stuff. So uh, very basically, YouTube is a video sharing website that was created in 2005. uh, And then it was bought by Google in 2006 for $1.65 billion, um, which was a a steal, uh, if you think about it, Kurt. Um, I know I almost, they just barely outbid me. So I'm a little (laughs) sore about it. Yeah, sorry. Um, I know that's a sensitive subject. Uh, but, but YouTube allows users to upload, view, rate, share, add to favorites, report, comment on videos, and subscribe uh, to other u- users. Uh, it offers a wide variety of user-generated and corporate media videos. Uh, most of the content on YouTube is uploaded by individuals, uh, but media corporations, including CBS, the BBC, Vivo, and Hulu offer uh, some of their material via YouTube as part of the YouTube Partnership Program. Uh, so we definitely have, you know, those uh, corporations, but we, we think of the name, you know, YouTube alone. Um, and so it does kind of highlight uh, the individual. Uh, so that's just briefly uh, some of what YouTube is. Uh, Kurt, why don't you get into a little bit about, you know, its history and uh, just uh, how significant it is out there on the Internet? Sure. Well, it hasn't been around. YouTube has not been around that long. I mean, if you think about it, 2005, that was 13 years ago. So YouTube is just like hitting middle school, really. Like YouTube is in eighth grade. Uh, so, if, so if you know an eighth grader, uh, and yet even though uh, it's only been around for that short amount of time, it feels like a cultural institution. I don't know anyone who doesn't know what YouTube is or how it works. Um, you, you can find YouTube videos everywhere as, as the internet has moved from written word to, to video, uh, YouTube is at the forefront, the tip of the spear, as far as that's concerned. Uh, people share everything there. It, YouTube is the number two search engine in the world. The number one search engine is Google. That's where people go when they're looking for something. The number, ser- the search bar that they type in number one, this is a tough loss for Bing, by the way, they're not even <laughs> number two, but, uh, number one is Google. I like how people try to put Bing on us like it's going to be a thing. Just quit, yeah, all right? Bing is like need to stop. Yeah, Bing is like Tab. <laughs> Remember Tab, <laughs> the drink? Hey, I like Tab. That's what Bing. Is. <laughs> you did? Yeah, it was great. Okay. Um, <laughs> we'll anyway, just, we'll just move on from there. All right. So, but <laughs> number one search engine is obviously Google. Number two search engine is YouTube. It's the it's the number two place where people search for things on the internet, uh, and. YouTube is, uh, it's a behemoth. Uh, the, some of the people 
who uh, are what we would call YouTube famous. They're known as YouTubers. Uh, they are more famous uh, worldwide than other people that you would consider to be, um, you know, gigantic celebrities. Uh, they have some of them have uh, subscribers in the in the sixty millions uh, in the in the fifties and sixty million people subscribe to their YouTube channel. So we're talking about a gigantic cultural force, uh, something that has become a uh, just like um, just like when people send packages. Uh, for a while, they would just say, "I'm FedExing it to you." Whether they were using FedEx or DHL or UPS, it became uh, the term to use. Or just like when people say, uh, uh, "Will you hand me a Kleenex?" What they mean is a tissue, but Kleenex became uh, the term. YouTube has such market saturation and is such the forefront of uh, as far as internet video is concerned that people talk about. They say YouTube video, whether it's a v, uh, Vimeo or Vivo or, or some or some other video service, still everyone understands what YouTube is. And uh, there's a lot of great things to do on YouTube if we could kind of leak into um, thinking about it through a creation mindset yeah. and the fact that God has made us to create. Yeah, um, just, There's a lot of things. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I jumped in on you there. Oh, no, you're fine. <laughs> no, We're just still to... learning this. Please don't fire me. Um, <laughs> just to kind of reiterate, as you're talking about how significant it is as a search engine, I mean, if you just go into YouTube and you type in Taylor Swift, we know that Taylor Swift is fairly popular. And you look at how many views she has on some of her videos. I mean, one of them, you know, that pulls up is 950 million views. Um, of one of her music videos. And I know she has other music videos that have more than that. But just to think that 950 million people have, have uh, tapped into to watch her videos or, you know, we know that some of those individuals are watching it more than once. So it's not necessarily 950 um, million, into, you know, separate individuals. But it just shows, again, uh, how many people are on this thing and, uh, yeah, how, how big of an influence it is. But like you said, Kurt, kind of segueing to some of the, the good um, you know, I mean, just kind of starting off with uh, us realizing and knowing we are created as image bearers uh, of God, and we know that God is the ultimate creator. Um, and so uh, humanity being created in his image, we are created to, to also be sub-creators, uh, that we are to be creative individuals. Uh, and so obviously looking at YouTube, it, it, it opens up, uh, you know, the, the door to so many uh, different ways in which we can be creative, um, you know, creating uh, short movies uh, that are on there, uh, creating uh, all sorts of things. Um, I mean, I mean, it's completely changed the way that we watch TV, uh, if you think about mm. it. Um, I mean, those of us, you know, who are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, uh, we, we knew that there was a time where, okay, if a show came on television, you knew there was a time and a day for that show to come on. Um, well, our teenagers are growing up to where you can watch anything at any time you want, and there's not a schedule you have to abide by. Um, and so it's it's reshaping the way, you know, network television is run and network television is is thinking. Uh, so just the, the creativity um, the, the convenience as well, that kind of goes in. So that, that can be a good thing. Um, you, you can watch, you know, anything at any time. If you miss something, you know, oh, well, I can just YouTube it later and chances are I can, I can find it and watch it. Um, that there's also oh, just, just something about that is one, one way in which it's really convenient is any kind of big sporting event that you can think of. Um, whether it's the world cup, which just finished this summer or uh, the NBA finals, um, 
lots of times if you missed uh, the end of the game or an exciting play within seconds, literally, certainly within minutes of that happening, there will be a YouTube video posted of it, Mm -hmm. um, of, of that play or that ending or whatever it is. Um, and YouTube's even gotten into live sports too. Uh, but uh, talk about convenience. Uh, you know, you don't have to go flip over to ESPN and wait for them to get to the baseball highlights to get, you know, or whatever it is to get to what you're interested in. You can see it right now. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's, that's a powerful tool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's a good aspect. You know, there can be some negatives, but we're focusing on, on the good. And there's also a sense of community as well. Um, you know, we know that any kind of internet community is a lesser community, um, because it's not face to face, you know, being in the same space with, with an individual. Um, so it is a lesser community, but it's also a community and that's a good thing. And that's something that we can, um, you know, praise and appreciate. And so if you think about somebody posting, you know, a video using Kurt's example of just an amazing catch. There's, you know, a message board on YouTube where people can say that was unbelievable. And, you know, people are sharing in this experience together. And so there's this community there. And, um, but, but it also, you know, it gives a voice to, to anyone. Uh, again, as I kind of mentioned earlier, the name YouTube, um, you know, implies that it's giving a voice to the individual. And so we can say, okay, that could be a self-centered bad thing. Um, but focusing on the good, since we are created in the image of God, we do have significance. Um, and so that that can be a, a good thing. So those are just a few of the the goods that come to mind as I think about YouTube. Kurt, do you have some some more you want to add to that? Well, well only that I have used YouTube. Um, YouTube has been helpful to me in the past. Uh, I was going to say that I learned how to tie a bow tie on YouTube. Uh, I didn't know how to tie one. I went and bought like a really cheap one to practice with, and then I went online and typed in YouTube, how to tie a bow tie. And there were multiple videos and I watched a couple of them and now I'm pretty good at tying a bow tie. And I wish I could uh, see the bow tie he has on today. It's remarkable. Yes. Yes. So, um, I'm not wearing a bow tie right now, but nice try, John. The, uh, bow ties, this, this podcast, we're, we're not good enough yet that I have to wear a bow tie. When we get really good at this, then I'll start wearing bow ties. Um, (laughs) uh, we, uh, I also, uh, I had a Nissan Altima and I needed to replace for some reasons I don't really want to share. Um, <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had to replace uh, the side mirror, um, the driver's side side mirror of my, on my, uh, Nissan Altima. And, uh, I went, I bought a, a replacement part and I went on YouTube and typed how to replace a side mirror for a 2003 Nissan Altima. And I was waiting on me was a video where a guy took, uh, the old one off. And uh, put the new one on, and I could follow it step by step on my phone. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot to be learned on YouTube if you want to learn how to do something, and especially if you think about uh, the digital arts like edit uh, Im- editing images uh, via Photoshop or Adobe Illustrator. Uh, there is a ton uh, there's a ton of learning to be done on YouTube. I even think I'm not sure if Khan Academy still uses uh, but if you want to learn rudimentary math, um, you can find uh, you can learn all the way from uh, from elementary math to high school math. I believe most of their video, Khan Academies, uh, that's K-H-A-N. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but they have videos uh, about learning how to count, learning how to do all kinds of things. So 
YouTube is a, is a can be a source of education, and I think that's one of its biggest strengths is that yeah. we can learn to do things that we didn't know how to do before. Yeah, and just to reiterate that, I mean, there have been so many um, from you know plumbing issues at my house that I've I've tried to repair to you know woodworking things to uh, fixing a lawnmower. I mean, just anything you can think of. Uh, there are uh, tutorials out there that are helpful, and it's it's taken me a while to kind of become accustomed to that. But I mean, I can remember t- talking to students, and it's just kind of instinctive to them. I would just pull it up on YouTube and look at how to do it. Uh, but for someone you know my age, that's just not <laughs> a natural thing. Um, but it has, I, I, uh, I mean, been extremely helpful. I, I, I even forgot to say this, but you know, I play guitar, and I, I've taught several people. Uh, or tried to teach several people how to play guitar. And I'm surprised. I'm well, not surprised anymore, but the first thing that they ask is, uh, is what, you know, what can I watch on YouTube to learn how to play guitar? That's typically the first question that I get asked is, is there, are there videos? And there are, there are videos of how to play guitar on YouTube. I think it's helpful to be in the same room with someone when you're learning to play an instrument, but sure. you know, there's a ton of information there and, and lots of times my default move is to say, Hey, look, well just go. If you want to learn how to play a song, you know, the chords or, you know what you need to do. Just go look on YouTube and you can find uh, the information. A lot of people um, learn music, but YouTube is a highly musical format um, mm-hmm. and music dominates it in many different ways. And that's just another way in which YouTube uh, kind of taps into that creative aspect of our existence. Yeah. And so as we begin to segue to kind of the, the fall, the negative of YouTube, um, just want to say again, it, it is important as Christians for us to use this grid and this framework to not just hear something like YouTube and just immediately think, oh, it's the devil. It's it's this wicked thing. It's important mm-hmm. that we do train our own minds, but then the minds of our, our students, our children to see, okay, well, what's the creational good in this? What, what, what can we highlight and appreciate that is, you know, true and beautiful and, and good? Um, so again, that's what basically what we just did. I mean, there are obviously more things we could bring up that are good um, about YouTube. So it's a, it's a helpful, great platform uh, that can be useful, but now kind of getting into some of the, <clears throat> the negatives. Um, Obviously, I, th- I think the first negative, maybe the concern, is just the inappropriate uh, content that's on YouTube. Uh, pornography uh, being uh, kind of the most obvious, and we know that um, there are definitely restrictions on YouTube. Um, it's uh, definitely uh, prohibited in many ways, uh, but uh, we, we know that um, at least one stat was showing that uh, 400 hours of content are uploaded every minute on YouTube. So just try to kind of wrap your mind around that a minute. 400 hours of new content are being uploaded to YouTube every single minute. Um, and so with that in mind, it's impossible for YouTube to, to police every single uh, uh, hour and uh, and of each of all the new content that's being uploaded there. Uh, so there's no way that they can keep tabs on that. So um, obviously for parents to be aware that there is so much um, just inappropriate uh, content that's on YouTube, not only um, pornography. I mean, there might be, you know, again, there's a spectrum on pornography, what we would label as soft core um, or hardcore. Um, but we need to know, I, I mean, Jesus definitely raised the bar on lust uh, when he came and, and taught on the Sermon on the Mount. And so if it's soft core or hardcore, it shouldn't matter to Christians if it's causing them to lust. It is a sin and a very uh, serious um, issue we should be concerned with, but there's also, you know, just inappropriate 
humor that's on there. Um, there there's all sorts of um, uh, content that parents should just be aware of, and you definitely don't want to just uh, turn your your child loose, uh, especially you know younger middle schoolers, whatever. Um, just turn them loose on YouTube and say have fun. Uh, there's there's a lot out there uh, that's that's wicked for sure. Oh, absolutely, and I mean, I think it kind of goes without saying. I think it should go without saying that there, are, you know, that the internet is a tool, but you know, so is a gun, uh, and a gun is dangerous to use, and the internet can be dangerous to use, and uh, to just no one would hand uh, their child a gun without teaching them how to use it first, or a knife, or any kind of a weapon, um, and uh, or tool. Uh, you know, no one would hand their child a circular saw without teaching them how to use it. And, uh, and certainly uh, the same goes for YouTube. I mean, not only you talk about sexually explicit material, which I'm sure you can find on YouTube, um, but also, you know, terrorists have recruiting videos on YouTube. Now, they try to label those or stamp them out. But again, it's called YouTube. It allows, you know, people are allowed to up the design of the website is that people would be allowed to upload videos. So there's a lot of you can run into a lot of inappropriate things. Um, and not only that, but maybe one of the other problems, uh, that you're going to come into with YouTube is that it feeds our consumerism. Uh, there are videos and I was shocked by this, but, um, there, I was shocked that people would watch this, but I've, I've learned to not be as shocked over what people can be entertained by. Um, but there are videos where, um, where kids just open up, uh, toys from the toy store. Um, he, uh, they just open up toys from the toy store and they just play with them for a little bit. And you can, and these are really popular videos that little kids, that parents let their little kids watch where, um, they say, Oh, well, let's get this toy out and let's look at all its features. You know, Oh, it, he has a little gun that shoots a little missile or he has a, this, you know, or she has, uh, you know, this Barbie has the, the car that comes with it. So we'll look at the features in the car and they just show all the features and that just feeds into a consumerism mindset, which is kind of the default mindset of many Americans. Uh, and it, that's a dangerous thing to feed into. And the other thing that we want to say about YouTube is, you know, there is that call to, it definitely fosters the idea of fame, uh, that fame is be to, is to be pursued above all else, uh, that to be YouTube famous, uh, you know, YouTube allows uh, video content producer content creators to um, use ad to get ad revenue um, from their videos. And so the mo more views that you get, the more money you get. And that, you know, just like in television, there's a, there's kind of a contest uh, to get more viewers and to do outrageous things um, so that people uh, will watch your show. I was reading about a video several, I mean, a, a channel several years ago that was shut down uh, where uh, dad was letting his kids, uh, do a bunch of stuff, not necessarily, well, we wouldn't call it not necessarily, um, uh, explicit things. Um, but mildly dangerous, he was letting his children do mildly dangerous things. Um, and, uh, he had 8.7 million, uh, followers or subscribers on wow. YouTube and his channel was shut down and not only that, but then social service services got to looking at it. And I think he I think they took the children for a time. Um, wow. so, uh, it definitely YouTube definitely encourages the idea that my identity is tied up in how many people watch me, look at me, like me, give me a thumbs up. Um, it, 
it can it can definitely feed into that. Um, it, you get that little dopamine hit every time someone leaves a good comment or or hits the like button or the subscribe button on your YouTube video. Um, so but that's another thing that we want we want to be we want to watch out for. And I think lastly um, that I had um, is that it, it can be kind of a time black hole. Uh, YouTube, in fact, I haven't even used that term before. YouTube black hole. Lots of times. When I'm preparing for a sermon, I'm thinking about an illustration, um, a specific thing. And uh, I remember one time I was thinking about using an illustration of like someone being knocked out on their feet, uh, like boxers who um, have been knocked out on their feet and uh, or unconscious, but still like standing. And I, I got to watching videos of people getting knocked out on YouTube of boxers getting knocked out on YouTube. And I looked up and it had been like 45 minutes and I'd just been watching like nonstop. And I'm sure that had an effect on me, but it just, that it has that black hole where you, mm-hmm. you it suggests when you watch a video, it suggests other videos that are like that. And you want to click on those videos and those videos. And if you're not careful, if you don't manage your time wisely, then, you know, it really can draw you in and you can lose valuable time that we're taught to redeem in the yes. scriptures. So, yeah. yeah. And you, you're bringing up a good point. I mean, that was one I was going to mention was just kind of the, the, the laziness factor. And yeah, you're talking about mm-hmm. it just kind of, you know, wasting time. Of course we are as, as Christians called to re- redeem the time. And so it is significant um, to, to think about. I mean, we, you know, some people I feel like might be quick to dismiss that and be like, Oh, it's no big deal. It's just kind of, you know, having some downtime. And of course we need some downtime and it's even okay to spend some downtime on YouTube and look at, look at videos. But at the same time we do, um, as Christians need to be discerning in how we're using that time. And, and so it can just, you know, foster some laziness, not only just kind of sitting there looking at a screen, but also just um, mental laziness of just kind of endlessly clicking on things and just kind of, you know, looking at, um, you know, videos that aren't really uh, stewarding your mind um, and just kind of mindless um, so we've got to be aware of that. And um, also just kind of touching on, as you said, the the YouTube famous videos and people trying to get followers and, and everything. As, as I said earlier, there's a sense in which YouTube is a good thing because it can highlight the individual. And we know that we're created in the image of God. And so every human um, has dignity and worth and value because of that. But then on the negative side of that is it, you know, feeds our our selfishness and our self-centeredness and our vanity and, and pride. And so um, just kind of being aware as parents that, you know, you have young children uh, that are growing up in this YouTube world that are thinking about, you know, hoping to get famous and videoing every single little thing they do and putting it out there, hoping uh, to get you know, a significant channel that has followers and uh, hoping to be, you know, the next millionaire on, on YouTube. Um, so uh, if I could, if I could say one thing about do. that yeah. is, one thing that, you know, you might, one, some parent might think, well, hey, you know, if my child's spending all this time doing this, well, at least they're making some money off of it. Um, you know, and listen, I, I get that idea too. Be like, hey, why don't you contribute to the, uh, <laughs> to the income of the household? Um, but uh, I think one thing that parents, one, one thing that parents need to think about is that, if you wanted to be a famous celebrity, if you wanted to be um, a famous celebrity in uh, in the 1980s, well, you need to move to Hollywood. You need to take acting classes. You need to go on auditions. You need to do all these things. Um, you need to cut your teeth uh, doing commercials or uh, being an extra 
Uh, you need to, and you, you need to be lucky too, but you, you know, you need to be talented and talented and you need to be lucky Um 10,000 hours. Um, Malcolm Gladwell, uh, shout right there, but mm-hmm. uh, you need, you need to do the work, but you also needed, uh, what he calls luck, but you needed a break. You need someone to help you out and do all those things. And I think one thing that YouTube feeds into, um, as far as laziness and, uh, that desire for fame is because it's so easy to post videos it seems like it's kind of like a shortcut to being um, to achieving uh, what might take someone years and years of work um, in order to achieve. Uh, it's a it, it can be seen as kind of a shortcut. You see that. I mean, just to be quite frankly, a lot of the people who are YouTube famous are not as good looking as the people who are famous in Hollywood. And that's for a reason. Um, that's, <laughs> that's because uh, the people who are famous in Hollywood, I had to go up against other really good looking people and talented people in order to get the job they had. Whereas people on YouTube can just make videos and their creativity can get them popularity, but it can also be seen as kind of a shortcut. Um, but that's the reality that, um, that's the reality that our students are growing up with is that they look at, uh, when they think about uh, what their goals are for their life and what they want to achieve, um, they uh, lots of times they are looking for ways to uh, to cut through uh, that uh, cutting teeth process. And uh, that can create some problematic uh, ideas about how um, how a craft is mastered um, and how things um, about how you can truly become great at whatever creative art you want to do. So that's just another thing to be thinking about. With YouTube. Yeah, that, that's some, some good advice there, Kurt, uh, for sure. Uh, well, we know we, we could go on and on talking more about, you know, the good and the bad of YouTube. And, you know, most likely we'll have another episode uh, down the road talking about YouTube again because there's going to be more to talk about for sure. But I think this is a good place to wrap up. Um, so be sure, uh, those who are listening, to tune back in on Thursday as we talk about YouTube again uh, through the grid of redeeming it. Okay, it's out there. How can we as Christians use this in a helpful and a good way, utilizing uh, the good aspects of it? Um, and we'll give some advice there. So thanks for tuning in.